morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our listeners joining us today. I am Will Heisentritt, and this is Sometimes Baseball. I am joined by my good friend, Fritz Dubs. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and that's fantastic to hear you're doing all right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, as the title suggests, this is part of the personal podcast series where a commenter is randomly selected from our social media platforms to join the show and talk about baseball. If you like what you're hearing here and want more, we also hold a weekly episode covering a water scope where the agenda covers our random thoughts, baseball history, takeaways from the season, larger overall baseball topics, drafts, trivia, song lyrics, movie quotes, and trending Twitter topics. If any of our listeners have a fun trending Twitter story they want us to talk about, trivia they think can stump David Carey or our guests like Fritz, you can be a part of the show. All you have to do is reach out to us on either Instagram or TikTok. On Instagram, you can DM us at Sometimes Baseball. And on TikTok, you can reach us at Sometimes.Baseball. Additionally, if you like our logo, head on over to teespring.com slash store slash sometimes baseball for branded apparel if you don't like any of the current designs you can reach out to our email which is sometimes baseball gmail.com all right fritz let's jump into it uh tell us who your team is and how you got into baseball all right well i am from south jersey now when i say that a lot of people sometimes get a little confused they're like oh are you a mets fan are you a yankees fan what are you but i am a phillies fan we're only about an hour from philly where i'm at in ocean city so i'm a big phillies fan big philly sports guy also, going to school in Duquesne with you, got a little little place in my heart for the Pirates, you know. Yeah, N- nothing yeah. quite beats uh, going to Pirates games for almost free. So <laughs> yes, there's nothing nothing like that. Only dollar hot dogs. Yes, get a chance to win um, lottery tickets for a year, as you did. Yeah, but, um, yeah. that happened. But yeah, <laughs> definitely a big Philly Philly sports guy when it comes down to it. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phillies, they've had a few interesting seasons the last few years. <laughs> and see, but you mentioned you're from uh, Ocean City. Uh, yes. So, And there's minor league teams around there, right? I'll get into that in a second. But the closest, the Phillies have a single A, the lower single A, because it's, it's single A and then single A advanced, right? Yeah. So it's the lower single A team up in Lakewood, which is about an hour and a half, the Lakewood Blue Claws. Mm-hmm. Um, got to go to go to a game there once. Pretty cool. Got to see Ryan Howard play there. I was like wow. seven years old, <laughs> but um, that was pretty cool. But other than that, n- not really anything close, close. Uh, in Atlantic City, which is only like twenty minutes from me, there used to be the Atlantic City Surf. They were an independent league. They had a really nice stadium. The skyline of Atlantic City in the background with all the casinos was really pretty. David might know this a lot better than I do, but the Camden River Sharks used to be right across the river from Philadelphia and Camden. Uh-huh. And they were also an independent league team and they had a pretty nice stadium too. Um, the Ben Franklin bridge was in the background, but that's yeah, strange. that's pretty much professional baseball wise. What was near, what was near me, but yeah, definitely the Phillies and the Lakewood blue claws are the only two teams that are close by. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so I have to ask how much fun was it for that 2008, 2009 world series runs? Those probably were really cool being a Philly fan you don't really get to see it often. I always make the joke with my dad saying that like a 19 or 20 year old kid from like new England has seen three or four more sports championships than my dad has in his lifetime. And my dad is getting up there in age and yeah, (laughs) but um, so yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. And it was just really cool because the Phillies championship in 2008 was the first championship that I ever got to see. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool. I remember watching it through the divisional series, the NLCS, and then eventually the World Series. And I remember, you know, 
it was during school. So I didn't get to see too many of the end of the end of the games, but I'd always wake up and watch the highlights and see them at the seat on the news. But I just remember it was a game five and it was weird because game five started, then got like rain delayed in like the sixth in between the fifth and sixth inning. Mm-hmm. And it was delayed for like two days and it was like the hype just built, built and built. And I remember they resumed it like two days later in the sixth inning. And I got to watch the start of the sixth inning. But my parents were like, all right, go to bed. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? But um, my dad was like, don't worry, I'll come wake you up if they're winning in the ninth inning. And he did wake me up. Got to see Brad Lidge close it out when yeah, that's such a great picture. Him, uh, yeah, him and him and Carlos Ruiz embracing yes. yeah, in front of the mound. That was definitely will stick with me for a long time. But yeah, that was really cool. Definitely. And 2009 was a little bit more disappointing, you know, they lost mm-hmm. in the World Series, but still equally pretty as, as cool. I got to stay up and watch every game that year at least. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that World Series also had what was it? Chase Elliott had like five homers. Jason Worth it. A few. Oh yeah. <laughs> just yeah, those World Series. Yeah, Chase Utley. They were all just like all those guys just were, were having the season of season of their careers. Yeah. And even yeah, like Shane Victorino the, hit a grand slam in the divisional series against the Brewers. I think it was. That was pretty cool. I remember listening to that on the radio. I was actually driving home from a soccer game. And um, I believe, yeah, Harry Callis was still alive. So I think it was Harry Callis on the call. And that was really cool. So I'll definitely remember that for a while. I'm not going crazy. I'm going crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Harry Callis. Harry Carey impersonation. (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh geez, uh, but yeah, th- like that—that that was really like a magical time for uh, uh, Philadelphia. There's a couple of runs. Obviously, the second one wasn't as good as the first, but still yeah. super cool in general. Yeah, and definitely. So, did you get any uh, all-time favorite players out of those runs? Or any all-time favorite players now? Who who um, are your all-time favorites? They can be Phillies, not Phillies, whatever. Out of that era, or like of all time, like for you, all time, your favorite player. all time. Definitely Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins are on that list just because they were always there. Jimmy Rollins was on the Phillies for his, you know, basically from when I could start remembering things until he got traded to the Dodgers at the end of his career. Chase Utley, the same thing. He was always there. Big fan of Mike Trout. He grew up in Millville, which is only also about 25, 30 minutes from where I grew up. Andrew McCutcheon fan. Obviously, he's on the Phillies now. But he's like, he's just like an amazing guy. Definitely like always helps with the community and everything. Nope. You know, from being in Pittsburgh to San Francisco to New York, now in Philly, definitely a stand-up guy. Great for baseball, great for the community. But yeah, I think those are probably. Oh, and Roy Halladay, definitely. Uh, the doc, yeah. That's another another memory of. I got to um, stayed up and watched his perfect game in 2010. That was really really cool. And then that year, he had the postseason no hitter, which mm-hmm. was also really amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, geez, that's a great list. And I think uh, a lot of people from the South Jersey area would probably have a lot of the same guys, you know, because Chase yeah. Hutley, Jimmy Rollins, they were – those guys are Phillies Hall of Famers <laughs> with Chase yeah, definitely actually yeah. ending up in the Hall of Fame one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, did they turn in back-to-back MVP seasons? Or, no, that was Chase Utley – or, no, Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard. They went 07-08, I believe, on the MVPs. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the core of that team was just so awesome. Yeah. And then other than that, Mike Trout, obviously Jersey guy. 
um super cool that he grew up like close to you um, yeah and he's like first round pick so i'm sure there's like a lot of excitement that he turns into maybe the greatest player of all time <laughs> i actually got to see him play on um, a high school game one time oh, that's sweet it's art i went to ocean city high school he went to millville and um yeah i got to see him play in the cape atlantic league <laughs> high school conference so no uh was he pitching or just hitting in those games um, I, I knew he was a pitcher in high school at one point, um, but also I don't, don't remember him pitching. I do remember seeing him bat a few times. Wasn't an outstanding game for him. I think he had a base hit or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little, little foggy on the memory because at the time I didn't realize he was going to be such a big deal in a few years. But yeah, looking back on it, I think I remember probably a few base hits, but nothing, no home runs or anything. <laughs> that, that's just, that's super cool. Like I. Yeah. I really, I wish I could be able to watch Mike Trout now. It's just, there's, yeah, on the West, West Coast, Coast yeah. you know, like the, we got the East Coast buys over here. And it, it's really just tough to watch that team because they're not really that fun. <laughs> not good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one wants to stay up at, until 10 05 and then stay up until 1 05 to watch the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. And then uh, Andrew McCutcheon, um, he, that guy is just, hilarious i love his baseball card of him uh with like the coffee in the hand <laughs> oh yeah the, the uncle larry uh yes. persona that he that he has yeah that's pretty funny yeah he uh he does like a lot of impersonations on uh YouTube. yeah he has like his own channel or something uh definitely an interesting funny guy <laughs> yeah and he universally loved across the game and especially uh, in pittsburgh oh yeah definitely and then, uh, yeah, Doc Holliday, man, he uh, slam dunk Hall of Famer. The dude, yeah. uh, cool story. After he threw the perfect game, he wanted – he was always a team guy. He was, it was really never about himself. And mm-hmm. so uh, what he did was he had uh, these watches. He he designed these watches, and on the watch, uh, like it had like – on the back of them, it had like the box score of the game, the date, and like what happened. And it's just like – and then it, it came in like these beautiful boxes um, yeah. <laughs> and like with like the guy's name on them and whatever. And yeah. the cool story about that was he never took credit for it. it like, but everyone yeah. knew it was like, yeah, that was, that was, that was Doc. <laughs> uh, he just, he just, they were on like the road or something. And then like they showed up and they were just in everybody's locker after they came back from like batting practice or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that story. I also remember hearing because he won the Cy Young that year, right? Yes, he won uh, the Cy Young Award twice, actually. And uh, the first one was with Toronto in 2003, mm-hmm. where he won 22 games and had nine complete games, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He struck out 204 guys. Uh, but yes, the second one was in 2010 with the Phillies. He threw 250 innings uh, with 219 strikeouts. And, uh, yeah, he was actually sixth in MVP balloting that year, which is crazy. But um, what the story I was going to tell is that year when he won the um, Cy Young, he actually got a miniature replica made, like scale, just a lot smaller. And he actually, like, engraved it and gave it to catcher uh, Carlos Ruiz mm-hmm. as a thank you gift for, you know, playing such a big role in that season just to show his appreciation, got him, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, He, I, th- I do – I think he got something special for – Carlos Ruiz and also the like the guy somebody made like a great play at one point he got him some for that yeah (laughs) and then but also the other cool story aspect of that story is he got one for everybody all the coaches 
staff, all the training staff, all the clubhouse guys. It, like that, that dude was just so generous. And uh, but yeah, we lost him too soon. Yeah, definitely. He was yeah very generous. Always thinking about others, and it's just it's a shame to hear like what was going on behind the scenes. I don't know if you. I'm sure you saw the E60 that was released in like May. That like detailed like the behind the scene career. I think yeah, it was released in May. It was actually released on the anniversary of his um perfect game. And it was actually, it was just really, it was really interesting to just see everything that was going on behind the scenes and to see what he was struggling with. It was just really crazy to just think that that was going on while he was pitching a, a perfect game and a postseason no hitter and everything. Wow. I'll have to uh, check that out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, geez, but, um, yeah, definitely a great list of uh, players you put together to have as your favorites. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, is there anything you wanted to talk about specifically? I know you're a big Philly sports guy. So. You know, I'm not sure. I haven't listened to every episode, so I don't know if David has, you know, covered covered stuff like this. But definitely the Phillies bullpen is something I'm very <laughs> uh, – yeah. I don't even know what the word to describe it, describe it is. Yeah, I wasn't going to ask you to break down the Philly season because I, I, I just knew you were going to talk about this. So, yeah, let, let's hear it. What, 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 what went wrong? I just feel like I feel I feel like it didn't you know not this year just so much craziness has happened this year in the entire league so I'm not gonna you know blame it on something like that because I feel like the past two years the bullpen has just kind of been a a bit of a disappointment I believe yeah last year it just kind of you know everything you know we got Bryce Harper we got JT Romuto you know Reese Hoskins is starting to develop you know we got you know like Alec Boehm in the pipeline you know, all this good stuff is happening. And then like just the bullpen just, you know, comes in sixth, seventh inning and just starts just being terrible. <laughs> and who was it? Dave Roberts. Did we get David Robertson, David Roberts? Yeah. Dave Roberts is the manager, but yeah, uh, for the Dodgers, but yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Who do we, I think we got him from the Yankees or something. That was terrible, <laughs> terrible move. <laughs> I don't remember if we traded for him, if it was a free agent signing. That didn't work out at all. And it's just, I feel like the Phillies have invested pretty well in position players and starting pitchers in the minor leagues, in their draft classes and everything. I think I saw something the other day is that the Phillies kind of, you know, need to stop, you know, shopping for, you know, bullpen arms within the league. And I think they need to start, you know, focusing on that more in the draft Mm -hmm. and, you know, developing from within where rather than, you know, pulling guys from other farm systems that they don't really know about. The only thing good that came out of, I think, the bullpen the past season, this past COVID season, was um, who was it? I'm trying to think of their name. Uh, oh. Blake Parker had a really good season. Jose Alvarez. And AK. Yeah, there were a few guys in there. I thought Hector Neris didn't do a bad job this year. I Maybe. don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this year was kind of a down year for watching baseball, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, Jojo Romero. Oh, gosh, yeah, that guy is interesting. His – his hair, yeah, is something, but I don't know if you saw this is the little video um of that NBC Sports got of him getting ready to come into the game, slamming the Red Bull and then crushing it in his glove and just throwing it down like he's about to come out here and throw three pitches and retire the side. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's probably he probably gave up two or three earned runs. I don't know. But the, the dude looked like he was ready to for like a cage match or like Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Looked like he was getting ready to like <laughs> I can't imagine what his heart rate was at, but it, it could not have been 
low. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably it was not. jacked up. <laughs> That's one of the best videos I think that came out this year. <laughs> probably. But uh, geez, yeah, like I don't want to say it wasn't fun to watch the Phillies, but like just the there was all, there was always something like the back of your head. There had to have been something in the back of your head. It's like if we have a lead, I still don't feel comfortable. If we have a 10-run lead, I still don't feel comfortable because this exactly, yeah. bullpen's got to pitch at some point. Like <laughs> As as um, the season was winding down this year, I think um, the Phillies are playing someone. I think they're playing the Marlins or something, and the Phillies got like a big early lead. They're winning like 11-1, 11-2. And I was following it on my phone, and I was at home, I think, when this was happening, and I flipped on the TV, and the game that we got was, I guess because the Phillies game was blacked out, we were, ended up getting the uh, Mets and Braves game. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the commentators talk and they're like, Oh, let's check up on the Phillies. I bet they're losing right now. Eat knowing. <laughs> and they're like, we left them at 11 to one. Let's see how badly they're losing now. <laughs> like they just, they knew that the bullpen was pretty bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think uh, one of your last games of the season, you beat the Washington nationals uh, 12 to three. So that might've been like one of the games you were thinking of, but yeah, it, like it, 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 there's just so much doubt, and then like there really wasn't that much time to fix it, and just yeah, it really wasn't. Every button Joe Girardi pushed this year just didn't work. Yeah, for pitch, pitching, yeah, but yeah, I think the offense is getting better. Yeah, really. there there is something to be uh, excited about on the offensive side. Alec Bohm had a great year. Yeah, uh, Bryce Harper still young. Reese Hoskins, I think, can turn turn in a good season. And then uh, Scott Kingery. I have hopes on Scott Kingery. I know a lot of people might be out on him, but I like him. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Should I don't know. I'll ask you. Do you think the Phillies should sign JT or at least make an attempt to sign JT? I think the overwhelming amount of pressure to sign JT Real Muto will be enough to get a contract signed. The Phillies GM did step down, so I haven't heard who's replacing him. So hopefully this guy has some sense. I know when we traded for him, the Marlins, we gave the Marlins uh, Sixto Sanchez. And at first I was like, okay, because when he first came up to the Marlins, he wasn't doing so hot. But now uh, watching the postseason, he's uh, yeah. he's getting a lot better. So I wouldn't want to waste him only to lose JT to the Yankees or the Mets or something like that. Yeah, that would be a rough deal if he went to like the Mets or something like another in-division opponent. But there are also very big questions to be asked and answered on the pitching side of things and I really don't know what the priorities are going to be for the Phillies yeah the way I look at it is you got Aaron Nola your ace Mm -hmm. I think Velasquez is decent when he wants to be (laughs) I think the same thing of Zach Eflin and then you still have Um, Zach Wheeler Zach Wheeler is pretty good so Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola I think you have locked down as you know two good candidates Jake Arrieta is he done after this year? Is he a free agent? I don't know. He should be done, but <laughs> I I hope I would hope for the Phillies' sake that he's done. Um, you also have Spencer Howard. Um, yeah, he's coming up. Yeah, coming up. He had a couple starts this year. It didn't go as planned, but it, yeah, yeah. So I, I really do think there are massive questions to be answered on the bullpen side of things, just from like a confidence standpoint. But yeah, I think if you don't sign JT Real Muto, I. I really don't know what the plan is. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> what do you hope they like? Do you hope they sign him and just? I do hope he signs him because you know he is very good on offense. He's a very good catcher. His arm is amazing. It's yeah. just to watch watch him gun people down at second second and third base is amazing. It's you know I've never seen something like that before, but. Yeah, his offensive prowess alone should be enough to sign him. And the fact oh, yeah, definitely. He, catcher, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, would really say that they sign him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, too. Oh, geez. But, uh, yeah, other Philly sports. You've gotten uh, you've gotten some good runs from uh, your football team recently. You, you do have a world championship under your belt in your last few years here. Yeah, but I feel like that's starting to wear off. I feel like we can't can't just keep riding riding that one out. But yeah, it's not looking too great to start the season. I was pretty surprised that they beat the 49ers last weekend. Yeah, um, I, I think the 49ers are kind of falling apart. Um, yeah, they're pretty. They got a lot of injuries going, but but yeah, how was that experience of that Super Bowl? Like, it was pretty fun. You were there, right? Yeah, I was there, but <laughs> yeah. But just like the whole season in general, you know, Carson Wentz led him out to this great oh. start. Number one seed or no. Well, they were lined up for that number one seed. Um, did they have that? They did have the number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes to, down yeah. with an injury. And then here comes Nick Foles. <laughs> it was just amazing. Just, you know, to start the season 13 and one. No, it was like that. 12 and one, 12 and one, 13 and one. And then, you know, have Carson go down with the injury and you're like, Oh man. And, you know, Foles was able to hold off and win that game against the Rams in LA. But, you know, going forward, we're like, okay, we, we won the NL East or not the still thinking about baseball. We won the NFC East, but you know, what is, what is what's left? I mean, it's Nick Foles, obviously like, being an Eagles fan, Nick Foles was our starting quarterback in like 2013 and 14. Mm-hmm. And he did great things. He, I remember him in 2013 mm-hmm. or one of those years, he threw seven passing touchdowns in one game. Yeah. So I remember him doing that. I know he had it in him, but I didn't know if that's what we were going to get. But just to see him, I think we beat, beat the Giants and Raiders and we locked up the first seed in the playoffs. So we got the bye. And then I remember watching, it was our first weekend back at school that weekend and just sitting there in, in, in my room, just watching them. It was only a 15 to 10 final score against the Falcons and it came down to the very last play. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like after watching that, it was just a big relief. And then the next weekend in the NFC championship game, Foles balled out, crushed the Vikings 38, seven. And then, you know, next week or in two weeks later in the Super Bowl, it was just more amazingness. Like, where did this come from? Like, how sweet was it to beat the Patriots? <laughs> it was pretty sweet. I remember back in 2005, I forget what Super Bowl that was, but the Eagles had played the Patriots that year and Eagles lost. And that was the first Super Bowl I personally remember watching. So mm-hmm. carry a lot of weight also because that was um, Spygate that year, the first mm-hmm. Spygate. Yep, yep. So. <laughs> left a little sour taste and sour taste in Eagles fans mouths. So it was very good to beat the Patriots. Good to beat Brady. Good to beat Belichick. So yeah, definitely very rewarding to watch that game. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you've had some good runs at uh, titles, but there's still something to be left wanting more with the Phillies. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Also, I feel like, yeah, the Phillies, yeah, they just need to get, 
get a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of the lowest team on the totem pole in Philadelphia right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the Sixers are causing headaches for people. And then same with the Flyers. <laughs> well, I don't have a problem with the Flyers right now, but the Sixers, yeah, they're kind of, kind of were annoying me, but I think they got some stuff figured out. Doc Rivers, obviously that hire was pretty, yeah, pretty good. I think that'll take them in the right direction. I think Embiid and Simmons will, work well with him and hopefully I just the only thing I was pissed off is just why they brought back Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler I would would have much rather had Jimmy Butler stay over Tobias Harris seeing where Jimmy Butler is now yeah but yeah yeah he led the the Miami Heat they are currently in the NBA finals against LeBron James and the Lakers LeBron James yeah should have had him too yeah, that, yeah, there's a lot of talk about LeBron going to uh, the Sixers. Yeah, I think that was more unrealistic, though. I think all along he was going to go end up in L.A., whether it was the Clippers or Lakers. But mm-hmm. yeah. that just fits him better, I think, than Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, they were talking about how he always seems to make the right decisions in his career. I think, yeah, that's better for him, you know, being in L.A. after basketball. I think that's – where he needs to be, whether it be, you know, acting or yeah, yeah, yeah. television or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, shifting back uh, into baseball, do you have like a favorite moment that you want to share around the game of baseball? Definitely. We already talked about the 2008 World Series. That was always, that'll always be in my mind is one of the best baseball memories I have. Going to Atlantic, the Atlantic City Surf Games, um, which is the little independent minor league team yeah. I talked about earlier in Atlantic City. Those games were always a blast. You yeah. get to go there. The stadium probably sat six, 7,000 people, and maybe maybe 1,000 people would go. It's like a Pirates game, mm-hmm. yeah. just on a smaller scale. <laughs> um, no disrespect to the Pirates. Um, but, yeah, those were always fun. Got tons of foul balls. Oh, yeah, I bet those games got to go on the field sometimes for like run the bases and stuff like that. Got to meet, meet all the players and stuff. So the, that was always pretty cool that um, just going there, having fun. Me and my dad would go probably like five or six times a summer. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one time I was maybe it's probably like 2007, 2008 in that season of when the Phillies were good and just starting to get good. I went to a Phillies game, me and my dad. And I think, maybe another one of my family members. I can't remember, but it was a game against the Marlins and we were there. I remember I had just gotten a Ryan Howard Jersey and I was like, nice, I'm going to wear this. (laughs) And the game went to extra innings. It was tied two two. I remember that. And it was the 11th inning and it was Victorino Utley Howard do up. And Victory and Onale both got singles, so it was first and second, no outs. Ryan Howard up to the plate. I don't remember what the count was. I think he took a few pick pitches. Not sure what the count was, but I just remember pitcher throwing a pitch, Howard swinging, and just like the loudest crack of the bat. <laughs> and the ball, it's it was a moonshot to like right field. I think it got in the second deck, but it was just amazing. Like the crowd went wild, and it was just really cool. Um, see all the players come out, mob him at home plate. Yeah, uh, that's probably like the most memorable moment in a ballpark for me. Yeah, he's always had that ability to just have a flair for the dramatic while also hitting moon shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the thing about him is he either wildly disappointed you by striking out or just amazed you with home run to the second or third deck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uh the start of his career was fantastic. He was really on like a pace for six hundred plus homers and then uh, unfortunately yeah. tore his Achilles uh in that two thousand eleven season, I believe. Yeah, that was that was quite the way to end the season. <laughs> um but yeah, he, he uh <laughs> Yeah, he was definitely a joy to watch, and he also hit – how many home runs? 58 in one season or something? 2007, yeah, he hit 58 home runs. <laughs> that's a lot of homers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Not really. I think uh got it all covered. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm happy we could do this. Uh, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good to be on the show. Good to be here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. It was a great time.